You set me off. I was, I was actually doing fine today. I hadn't cried all service. Then you set me off. You know, it really doesn't bother me. You know, it used to bother me. It used to bother me that I'd cry during worship. I did because I wanted to be tough. But, 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 you know, I know for a fact God softened my heart, and he, does, and he did that, and I believe it was humbling me. It was, are you prepared to cry for me? Are you prepared to be overwhelmed? Or do you have to still be staunch and stand there and, you know? And in the end, I had no choice. Hey, God made me a sukilala. Amen. Before I, before I start, though, I do want to do one more announcement. I want to honor someone in the house today. I want to actually honor a couple, but I actually really want to honor the Tamumos. Hey, yeah, yeah. Rich and Gail Ann, um, awesome couple, humble, just go about their business, but to do so much in this house and do so much for people. And the reason why I'm choosing today to honour Rich is, one, I stole lots of his stuff from his message this morning. Uh, I've even used one thing, I really got God idea, good idea. I've already stolen that off him. Um, but I want to honour you, brother, because it's your birthday tomorrow. Hey. Hey, it's your birthday tomorrow, bro, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a significant one. Let's just say 50. Hey, let's just say 50. But, you know, I want to honor you, bro, you know, for what you do and, and what your family does. There's so much that these guys do that no one even knows. Some of the stuff I don't even think they know they're doing it, you know. But I did, I wanted to take this time to talk, and honor you as well, Galen. Hey, because behind every great man is a good woman rolling her eyes. Nah, um, nah, hey, a good woman. So, just want to honor you today, and I hope you have a fantastic birthday tomorrow, brother. I really appreciate everything that God's given you that you share with us and your wisdom in the house, bro. So, go ahead. Sorry? Happy birthday. No, I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer, eh? I'll sing it to you later on, bro. I'll leave it on your phone message. Yeah. But really interesting, you know, like uh, I, I, I asked Brother Rich to share at, at our 9am service this morning. <laughs> didn't know what he was going to share on. Um, you know, he didn't have much notice. And I sat in there and, and he shared just from his heart. You know, he shared what God had on his heart and his wisdom. You know, and um, and it was just awesome. It was awesome, you know. And, and Pastor Robin, you, you get up and you share your heart. You know, and this is what it's all about. It's about God touching our hearts. It's about God moving in our hearts, man, so that we actually want to do something different. But anyway, listening to Richard's message, it fitted in with mine. And isn't God amazing like that? You know, because we're connected. We're all connected here. We're all connected, not just when we get together. We're connected spiritually in this house. And so my message that I'm going to preach today is called People of the Spirit, Led and Empowered. People of the Spirit, Led and Empowered. And I want to start with a, a scripture, Genesis 2.7. You might all know this. It talks about God, the creator, how God created man. In this version, it says he formed man. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Okay, so just a form. So at that stage, he's just, man's just an empty shell. He's just an empty shell. And then what God, does God do? God breathed life into man. But he became a living being. He breathed the essence of himself in us. The Holy Spirit, he breathed in us and we came to life. The life force that you see in my eyes right now, when I get up to you, Pastor Ron, hey, hey, Pastor Ron, hey, and you can see my eyes and they're flashing, that's the life force. 
you know, and then when we pass on, what? It, it leaves the body. But the spirit lives on. Because we're actually spirit beings. You know, I hear people go mind, body, soul. You know, but it's, it's a little bit wrong. It's, it's mind, body, spirit. You know, your body is your form out of dust. God gave me a bit too much dust in some places. Hey, but it's our, it's our physical body. That's our physical body. Our, our, our mind, that's our will and our emotions. The, the, the ability to make a decision, your will and your emotions, that's your soul, but your spirit is the essence of God that lives in us. It's, 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 a, it's a part of God, the Holy Spirit, that has been breathed in us. It's a part of the spirit that is in us that connects with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, God is our source. God is our source. You've got to have something that you can draw strength from. You, you've got to be connected to something. I mean, look at a fish. A fish needs water. You take it out of water, it dies. A plant needs soil. It, we need a source. We need to be connected to something. And that's the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not only about being able to draw strength from, but being able to anchor yourself. Being able to, being able to know something that is right. You know, Hebrews 13, 8, it says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's constant. He doesn't change. We need to be able to set our compass off that. We need to be anchored to something because the storms of life will blow you everywhere. And your mind, will, and emotions won't always help you. It says in the Bible that it actually is hostile against God. You know, the mind doesn't think how the Spirit does. So we need to be led by the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. You know, Matthew 7, 13, it says, wide is the road that leads to destruction. It's easy to get to destruction. You just do whatever you want. Narrow is the gate hey, that leads to life. So, you know, there's a narrow gate that we're going to have to come through. And, and you're only going to know where that gate is when you've got bearings on what God says, what he actually says in our lives. You know, this scripture was used in ICFE, oh, sorry, by Pastor Colin Miller last week, and it says, Romans 8, 14, it says, those who are sons of the Spirit are led by the Spirit. The sons of God are led by the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Not led by my mind. You don't want to get in there. You don't want to be led by that. Not led by my emotions. Not led by my circumstances. Not led by my fears. Not led by what's going on around me. But led by the Spirit. You know, John 15, 26 talks about the helper. You know, there's, the Holy Spirit is a helper. And it was the Holy Spirit's to guide us and help us, to lead us. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. See, there's a spirit of truth that rests on God. And, th and that's the big thing because truth these days is very, very, it's, it's subject to change in the world. Like last week, I got told chocolate was good for me. <laughs> this week, it's not. I got told caffeine was, you know, the truth changes in the world. Truth doesn't change in God. It's constant. It stays the same. You know, but if we're going to, if we're going to lead people, if we're going to prepare the way for the Lord, then we need to be led. You know, we need to be led if we're going to lead. Otherwise, we just come up with our own good ideas. We come up with what we think is good. You know, Proverbs 18, 24, it says, talks about having friends, but then it talks about how one will stick closer than a brother. 
I don't know if you've got a brother, but it can be a pretty tight bond. It can be pretty tight, you know. And it says in the Bible that there's one that sticks closer than a brother, and that's the Holy Spirit. You know, and for people that don't connect to God and don't know the Holy Spirit, they'll think it's just the gut instinct. They'll think it's intuition. You know, oh, I'm just going with my gut. Because they can't, they haven't connected to God. They haven't got that source yet. They don't know where that's coming from. But I can tell you right now, it is time to be led by the Spirit. It's not time to be led by our minds. It's not time to be led by our circumstances. Certainly not time to be led by the media. Hey, you know, Proverbs 1.5 talks about it. But we need to discern. We need to start discerning truth. Because these things are getting twisted in the world. Things are getting distorted in the world. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. Now, depends on what you're reading. Depends on what you know is how you're going to respond to what's going on in the world. You know, I said we can't be led by anything. I'll use the media as an example. The news, north, east, west, south. Music, music videos. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about media. It, it distorts the truth. You know, there was an article in, in, the, in Stuff this week about Radio New Zealand. I don't know if anyone's read it, but they're under investigation, okay, because they've been distorting stories. So they've been getting stories from the news and they've been changing them to sound differently, skewing them so that it skews our view, limiting on what, what information gets pushed out. Now, I don't care what side you're doing it for. Hey, at the end of the day, we need the truth. We need the truth. And we're getting a distorted truth. You know, it, it gets twisted. And here's an example. I read a little bit about that article. And it was an editor. The main editor was getting stuff. And he was leaving words out. Like it said, Palestinian gunmen. He'd just take the gunmen out. You know, we'd twist little things. Now, that is, again, I preached a little while ago around our, this level of self-importance that people have. You know, this level of self-importance that he's an editor and he thinks that, that he has the right to change everything to suit his view and skew it. You know, you see it in schools. You see in schools, teachers overstepping the mark. You know, I'm not trying to dog the government or, or media or anything like that. I'm just trying to point out that we live in a world where, you know, there's positions of authority that, that we have to check. You know, that we just can't take everything for granted. We have to think freely. Because we think differently. We think differently from the world. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways higher than our ways. We see things differently from the world. Why? Because we live by the Spirit, not by our minds, not by our circumstances. The enemy works to twist the truth. Um, he works to distort and deceive. That's what he does. Even in the church. Even in the church. Matthew 24 warns. Warns of it. Matthew 24 warns about... Um, uh, being deceived, and it says in the scripture, many will come in my name. Many will come in my name, in Jesus' name, and deceive. You know, and we see it in the world. I I'll tell you another thing, article that I was reading. Church of England. Church of England is considering changing, uh, they're considering to try and pass a bill where they use gender-neutral terminology for God. Okay, read it, read about it, read about it. Now, see, even then, so I read that article and it said the Church of England is considering. Now, I could have twisted that and said the Church of England is pushing to try and pass this bill. Sounds totally different. 
faith. But even the fact that people are considering, a whole stream of God, a whole stream of churches is considering using genderless terminology, gender-neutral terminology for God. God has no identity issue. God gives identity to us. He is not the author of confusion. Simple as that. God is clear on who he is, and he's very clear on how to refer to him. God, Abba, Father, the Alpha Omega, and everything between. You know, when we get to a stage where the church is trying to redefine God to why? To please people? To please people. You know, and I say, listen here, listen hard, listen now. There's no tolerance for that. The Bible is very clear, extremely clear. Now, I know for a fact that some people can twist and say, hey, look, that's actually quite hurtful. You know, Brownie, you've been a bit harsh. You know, it could go into hate speech. Here's what we need to realize as Christians. The truth always sounds like hate when you hate the truth. Always sounds like hate when you hate the truth. You know? And let's be honest. Is it more important to be politically correct or actually correct? <laughs> you know, that's where it's getting to at this stage, you know? And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I, oh, I could live there here probably. But this is what I'm talking about. We can't be influenced. We need to make a stand. You know, we need to realize that we've got the fourth man in the fiery furnace of life, and he's showing us the way. The Bible was leading the way. The Bible has never been more valuable. The presence of God has never been more valuable. The, the Spirit of God has never been more valuable than now. The currency that the Bible holds is invaluable, and it's going to be the difference. It's not just going to make a difference. The Bible is going to be the difference. It's going to be the difference with believers. You know, it's, yeah, Proverbs 27, 6. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. You know what I mean? Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and, 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 uh, and, and then it warns of the kisses of an enemy. I'm not, I'm not out there to tell everyone that they're wrong because I've already said this. I don't need people to think what I say is right, but I need the right to say what I think to people. You know what I mean? And if I say it in love, my motivation is clear with God, and my heart's pure, then it should work out all right, unless I get in the way of it, which can happen. It's getting to the stage where you can't speak up. Everything's hate. There's this false concern. There's this virtual signaling. There's this confusion. None of that's God. None of that is God. See, God is a creator. God creates from the start. It said he formed man from the dust, breathed life into him. The enemy can't do that. So what the enemy does is he copies and he counterfeits. He fakes, he distorts, he twists the truth. You know, even to where Christians are, 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 are actually considering using gender-neutral terminology for God. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I'm not here to offend anyone that wants to use different pronouns. But my belief is that I don't need anyone to reaffirm my identity. You can call me Ronald McDonald if you want. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. My identity is in Christ. Why? Because I know who he is. Who do you say I am? You're the Lord. You're the Messiah. You're the Savior. That's where we get our identity from, by him revealing his identity in us. And that's why there's so much confusion, because everyone's trying to be something different. Everyone's trying to find their way. There's a lot of confusion. But everyone's trying to find God. Everyone's trying to find that place that's missing in them. 
Everyone's trying to find that peace and that joy in spite of everything going on. Yeah. But, you know, the enemy, his job is, to, is just to try and beat us down, man. Try to beat us down. That's his, that's his job. He tries to put burdens on us. He tries to put fear on us. He tries to distract us. He tries to oppress. He tries to stress. He tries to deceive. You know, he, he's busy. He's busy. He's got a lot going on. But at the end of the day, light exposes darkness, and darkness tries to hide. Light of Christ shines on our minds. But that's it. We've got to be led by the Spirit. Can't be led by circumstances. I've been there. Man, I've been in circumstances where I've just let them throw me around. Pretty much just grab me and swing me around everywhere. Flying around, tossed by the sea. And, you know, God talks about that as well. You know? He talks about how our mind and emotions and things can be against us sometimes. You know, your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Depends who's governing it. The Holy Spirit's governing it, then it should be a bit of peace there, a bit of joy in spite of. But if we are in our own strength, then we're always going to fall short. I've got a scripture here. That, the one that I, that I talked about at the start, Matthew 24, 4-6. I love I love six. So so it talks about it's talking about wars and rumors of wars and how things can go wrong, and then and then it talks around in six. See that you are not troubled. So basically, God tells us everything that's coming, everything that's going wrong, pestilence, famine, wars, rumors of wars. Sound familiar? Sounds almost like the news to me. You know, hey. And you've you got to start wondering when the news starts sounding like Scripture. Hey, you've you got to start paying attention to it. But this is what I like. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars and all the troubles. So basically all the troubles of the world. See that you are not troubled. See that you are not troubled. And amongst all the wars and the rumors of wars and all the troubles and all the circumstances, see you are not troubled. And how do you do that in your own strength? Until you're not for long. Built for a while, but not for long. You do it for a while. You can do it for a long time sometimes. You can grind it out and grind it out. But we just got to give it over to God. We weren't designed to carry these burdens. And we weren't given a spirit of fear. You know, we weren't, we weren't called to carry these burdens. And if I'm honest, it's the enemy just trying to weigh us down so we can't do what we need to do for God. So that we get so caught up in our own little world and what's going on and what's going wrong that we can't pull back and go, hang on a minute. God's got this under control. You know, I had something happen this week. I agreed to preaching. Bang, I got hit with something massive. Massive. And I laugh, and I'll tell you why I laugh. I don't always laugh. Sometimes I'll cry over it. But I laugh because it was like, is that, is that all you got, enemy? Is that what you're going to do? You're gonna, man, you're so, you're so fake. You're so see-through. You know, and instead of me getting caught up on the enemy, and I'm not saying I'm perfect and do this every time, but I just look to God. And all of a sudden, God became bigger and greater. I put on a bit of praise, Pastor Robin. Oh, I was singing too. I tell you what, you want to record that stuff. It was some magic happening, Pastor Robin. Hey. Yeah, I've, look, I've been asked, Pastor Robin. They've asked me. But, nah, if I'm honest, I can't even talk in tune. But, um, but no, but you know, I, I did. I put on praise. I put on some praise. And I prayed to God. And all of a sudden, this thing just disappeared. Disappeared. It tried to get me this morning on the way. On the way. Hey, started coming. Away. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll, we'll worry about that tomorrow. Hey. 
Because the most important thing I could do today is preach this word. It's a privilege. It's an honor to preach the word of God in anywhere. To one person, alone to a group. I'm honored that God would see through all my failings and everything else and still see and go, yeah, mighty man of God, I can use you. Hey, in spite of everything, I'm going to lift you above it all because you're going to live in God's grace. And up in God's grace, there's peace. The peace that surpasses understanding. The, the, the peace that shouldn't even be at peace. The grace, the grace that lives above everything. The joy, the joy, even when things are going wrong. A deep sense of well-being regardless of circumstances. Up there, up there. We're not down here. We weren't born to bow. We were born to conquer. We were called more than conquerors. We were called the head and not the tail. Above only, not beneath. These are the words that we need to be hearing. These are the words that we need to be saying. Because if you're listening to the media, you're listening to the news, or even to some of your friends, oh, it's going to be depressing. (laughs) It's going to be depressing. Hey, We need to counter it. Because you know what? All these things must happen. See that you are not troubled. Only way that we cannot be troubled is by trusting in God. Surely the only way that we can be troubled is getting our strength from the Holy Spirit. Because I don't know about you, I'm really strong, but not that strong. Hey, in my own strength, I can be strong, but not that strong. Because there's a different strength. See, God's strength is not obvious. God's strength is humility, obedience, love. You know, those are his strength, joy. The Bible. The Bible, man. I can tell you right now. Because let's be honest, we've got to live up here in spite of stuff because stuff happens. Sunday to Sunday, the whole world can change. I can be up here praising the Lord. Oh, Lord, everything's going well. Next Sunday, I can be on my knees crying. Oh, Lord, what's happening? Hey, we need an anchor. Can't be tossed around and blown around by the words of the world. We need to plant our back foot. Hey, we need to plant our back foot anchor ourselves in God and draw from him. God's wanting to use us and lead us and guide us. There's so many people in this room, man, that God, we everyone, that God has just got a special something for. And we just need to wipe everything else away so that we can see it. You know, it's important, man, that we know the Holy Spirit and it's important that we know the Bible because you'll only know God's will if you know his word. You'll only understand his will, the perfect will of God, if you understand his word. And God will put it into context for you. You know, and when stuff happens, then we've already got it in our heart. Brother, what was the scripture you used this morning about the scripture hidden in the heart? Yeah, can you say it? Amen. Amen. Hey. King James. King James, that version, eh? Withal. I learned what withal means. It's not whistling with a with a lisp. Withal is um how, eh? How? How? See, I learned that today. Hidden in the heart, word, hidden in your heart. The word hidden in your heart. So when the battles come, bang, shield of faith goes up. Boom. Word comes out. Boom. Life gets spoken. Bang. Things get broken. Life gets breathed in people. Hope comes. Joy comes. It's so easy to miss. So easy to miss if you get caught up on everything else that's going on in the world. But we're not to look at that. 
God wants us to live above it. He's raised us up above all of this. He's put the word in our heart. I love that scripture now because it's hidden in my heart. And when a circumstance comes, I can use it. I can use it. Defend my family. Defend my family on the word. Mm. Yeah. Oh, caught it now, Pastor Robin. <laughs> you know, I just get overwhelmed. Get overwhelmed by how good God has been to me. How good he's been to my family. How good he's been, just non-stop. Even when I haven't seen it. Even when I've been a bit spoiled, Pastor Robin, and gone, where are you, God? What's happening? And had a moan. Always been there for me. You know, he created a future for me. He gave me hope. Started a legacy. Gave me something that I could be proud of being. A man of God. You know, I was saying to Pastor Robin last week, this is way off topic for the message, but I'm 54 at the moment. Gasps. Um, I'm 54. I joined this church when I was 27. I've been here, I joined this church when I was 27, so I've been here half my life. Half my life I've been here. But there's more than that. I became a man here. I was a boy, 27-year-old boy. I became a man here. I became a husband. I became a father. I became a koro. I became a man of God. I became a preacher. In this house. In this house. So how good is God? You know? Took me from the miry clay. I used to love that saying. In the Bible, it talks about the miry clay. That, that to me captures where I was, how I was. <sighs> you need more than that, bro. <laughs> stay, stay on, God. Stay on, Judy. Yeah. 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 But this is the thing. This is the thing. God is good. God is good. He's good in the basement. He's good on the balcony. He's good on the mountain. He's good in the valley. Man, he's good everywhere. Hey, we just need to be looking for it and seeing that goodness because it's there. It is there and it gets dulled by the, by the world. Don't let the world dull our light. I've been so encouraged the last few weeks. So encouraged with what God's doing. Why? Because he's giving me glimpses of what he's doing. I'm looking and I'm seeing him moving in people's hearts. I can tell you, I don't know about you, but people are just constantly asking me about God. Constantly wanting to know about the Bible. Usually around revelations. I say to them, look, don't jump to the ending. Hey, spoiler alert, start at the start. But you know, people are wanting to know why, because they are seeing a gap in this world. They're seeing the emptiness. They're seeing that there's no substance happening at the moment. They're seeing that they can't trust. They're seeing that there's no hope. And this is what we need to do. Stand our ground. Declare the goodness of God. Let people see the hope of the living God in us. You know what I mean? And I know times are hard sometimes. You don't feel like in that. But let's be honest. When our heart settles, it always settles where God is good. You know, it's our mind that races away with all the issues and the problems. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to finish on this. God did not give us a spirit of fear. He's not the author of confusion. God is for us. God is on the move. Eh? And he always is. Isaiah 43, 19 says, I'm about to do a new thing. God's always doing something new because he's ahead of us. Everything's new and it's us catching up to him. 
Because it says, I've actually already begun it. Do you see it? God's doing something at the moment. God's always on the move, but it's up to us to see it and up to us what we do with that when God's moving. And God's been moving on my heart massively around some things, you know? And so I know he'll be doing it to you as well. So with that, Father God, Lord, I just give you thanks and praise for your goodness, Lord. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are the way You are the truth and you are the life, Father God, Lord. You are the answers to this world. You're the hope of this world, Father God, Lord. And I thank you, Father, Lord, right now for the things that you are stirring in us, Lord. The things that you are are clearing out the way, Lord God. The things that you are removing and lifting and breaking so we can see clearly, Father God, Lord. So it says, whom the truth sets free is free indeed, Father God, Lord. I thank you for your truth, Lord. I thank you for revelation and understanding to your people, Father God, Lord. I thank you for a greater love and mercy, Father God, Lord. I thank you for a greater capacity of you, Father, Lord, that we can handle everything that we're called to do, Father, Lord. And I honor you, Father, Lord. I give you all the honor and all the glory. And I thank you, Father God, Lord, for your goodness, Father. We stand on your word. We stand on your truth, Father God, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Praise God. You know, God's leading us all the time and he's prompting us. Sometimes we don't like what he's saying, so we try and jump ahead to a new word. We've always got to settle on what God said to us last. You know, because God's a God of sequence and of order and of strategy, line upon line, precept upon precept, strength to strength, glory to glory. So God's just working on us at the moment. Mm. You know, we don't get many times in our life where we can just settle. I mean, when music's playing, and just listen to, to what God's saying. But you know, I know God knows you way better than me. And I know that His Holy Spirit's already speaking to people. I believe today is a day of breakthrough. I believe it's a day of discernment, eyes of understanding being opened. People being awakened. Yeah. And just a refreshing and revitalizing of God's Holy Spirit.